BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. All right. It's time for Saturday Night Live. With Ellen Cleghorn. Oh, Ellen Cleghorn. Jim Brewer. Oh, he's funny. A cartoon by Robert Schmeigel. Schmeigel a And musical guest, Alex Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, everyone. Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. And Fernando. Hello, Ben. I think we're going to keep that intro with Alex Jones, because I want to think of him as a musical guest on Saturday Night Live. It's Saturday Night Live <laughs> with the musical guest, Alex Jones. Fantastic. <laughs> we got a bunch of sound to get to from the Alex Jones trial. How much money is he going to pay the parents who lost a child in Sandy Hook <laughs> only to be accosted by his minions? Of course, when I say his, I mean Alex Jones is minions because they're so damn dumb they thought the entire thing was staged and all of those grieving parents were crisis actors paid for by the federal government and as we've said before the federal government don't pay the arts they don't pay for the arts and they certainly don't pay actors to pretend as if their children were killed in a mass murder also the idea that they're going to take our guns folks after Sandy Hook gun sales only went up they so. went up that didn't seem to work out. We have some great sound of Alex Jones, and then, of course, we also have some great sound of Roger Stone. It's going to be an episode on grifters. We also have an update on what's gone on with the most recent primaries. Holy hell, Dems, your hand's getting hot because you're playing with fire. Adam Kinzinger actually mentions this when it comes to the Democratic Party supporting some of the most crazy, mega, insane candidates because they think it might make it a better chance for the Dems to win in a general. But as we know, this country's full of crazy people. Mm -hmm. oh, God. So I'm not so certain if this is going to work out. Also want to talk about jobs, 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 jobs. Bank of America. Are you struggling? Well, don't worry. You should be happy because it makes Bank of America happy. And don't we like to make our banking overlords smile? Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> but before that, a quick update on the PACT Act. It did finally, after way too much turmoil, yeah. pass. Yes. So thank God that this is passed now, helping veterans who were breathing in burn pit air for far too long. Their lungs are ruined. Their blood is boiling and not in a fun, oh, I'm just in a nice sauna kind of way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're dying right in front of our eyes. And the Senate playing politics with the PACT Act was absolutely and utterly disgusting. However... There were still 11 Republicans that just couldn't bring themselves to vote in favor of helping our veterans with their health care. Pretty unreal. Unreal. Those mm. people, the retiring Senator Pat Toomey out of Pennsylvania, again, a seat that is going to have to be enlarged as soon as John Fetterman wins. Yeah. Which will be great. Oh, yeah. He's a big boy. He just sits in, and then it just grows around him. Absolutely. This has been a good week for big politicians. John mm -hmm. Tester, he's another big boy. Mm -hmm. Saw him on CNN a couple of weeks ago. He had a ketchup stain on his shirt, and I said, he's just like me. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Toomey, again, saying, fuck you. I'm out on the way out from the Senate. Again, dude, you're retiring. 
Can't you just do like one nice thing before you leave the stinky chambers? No. Not to me, baby. Senator Rand Paul, being the most disgusting moron of all time, the aptly named Mike Crapo out of Idaho. Flush this guy. Crapo, vote Crapo out of Idaho. Oh, my goodness. Tom Tillis out of North Carolina. Tom Tillis, a man you can't trust because he's got a silent letter in his name. What else is he hiding? Mm. Of course, he spells his name T-H-O-M. So his name is Thom. And oh, Thom. That, now, that does need to be how he is discussed. <laughs> okay, Thom. What do you all think? A Thom sounds like he has a whole series of, I don't know, hangnails. Oh, yum. That's my lunch for later. <laughs> I'm Thom Tillis. My hangnails are actually my lunch for later. I hate the veterans because they had courage to go fight, and I never was able to go fight. Anyway, my name is Thom. Thanks, Thom. James Lankford. If you've ever seen James Lankford, he's another senator from Oklahoma who voted against it. He is definitely the kind of guy who splits the bill based upon how many sips of soda he had. <laughs> well, it was endless sodas. I noticed that, Kathy, you actually had three glasses. And I only had half of my glass. Oh. So I'm actually going to deduct 50 cents from my bill because I didn't finish that. Uh huh. He's such a fucking bitch. <laughs> um, Senator Mike Lee out of Utah, again, a man who looks like he so desperately wants to cosplay as a fat <laughs> cop who gets to kill innocent people, but is too dumpy to even wear a badge. Cynthia Loomis out of Wyoming. Mm. And. In a way, surprising to me, this next name is Romney. Mm, I right. thought that Mitt Romney mm. would just vote for the PACT Act, wow. but he didn't. Uh, also, Richard Shelby out of Alabama and Tommy Tuberville also out of Alabama. So if you're in Alabama where a lot of veterans live, just know that both of your senators think you can go get fucked. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? No. <laughs> Shelby and Tuberville. But yes, I was a little bit surprised, especially given Mitt Romney's more moderate views, or at the very least, the perception of his more moderate views. Let's not forget he's still a cult member, one of the largest cults mm -hmm. in world history, which is the Mormon church. But whatever. In comparison to Trump, people are like, well, Romney's an... He's perhaps an acceptable alternative, right? but then he goes and votes against the PACT Act, which, again, politically, how does this work? Right. How does this help you? Maybe he saw it was going to pass anyway, and he had to kind of oh. go back to his conservative uh, financial roots of Utah, because, again, him and Mike Lee are out of Utah, and you got a lot of uh, fiscally conservative when convenient. types there. Yes. When convenient, yeah. though, that's the thing. What do you think, Fernando? Well, that's what I was trying to connect together. I was trying, because you know how you mentioned Toomey, he's on his way out. He don't care. He doesn't give the a pot fuck. The pot of gold, what right. we talked about, what you guys pointed out to me last John, time. Is because the, of John Stewart. Yeah, the pot of gold is just waiting for him at mm -hmm. the end of the rainbow when he's done. But these other guys, are they up for re-election or are they up for, or it just doesn't matter. Even if they were up for re-election, the, the, the tide is so in their favor. Well, you have Freedom Caucus guys like Mike Lee, like the aforementioned Rand Paul. Politically, this aligns with what they constantly say. Right. I think Too it's a wrong spending. decision. Too much spending. Even though, again, they're fine giving right. $800 billion a freaking year um, to, the to the Pentagon. But for Romney, it I can't really square that circle. It right. doesn't seem to make sense because he's kind of a fiscal conservative, whatever the F that means. Right, but in terms of bipartisanship, he has tried to lead the way on that for at least right. the Republican caucus. I mean, again, we're looking at a 50 versus 50 split Senate. We have 89 to 11 on this one. This was 86 to 11. 86 so, to 11, even some people, then, again, not having the courage to vote at all. Yeah, exactly. And even you know, with this, the sausage-making process that is American policy. Mm. You had Toomey trying to address his concern, which was making the spending discretionary and right. not mandatory. So they would have to take a vote every single year. And reevaluate this spending on the veterans. Which, mm. as we know, not to interrupt, I'm sorry, Travis, because I know I want to hear those other two points that you made as well in the car over here. Oh. A little inside information. <laughs> we drive together to work. Yeah, folks. <laughs> um, but if you are someone who needs this for health reasons, because you breathe a bunch of bad air, uh, for the sake of the country, right? How 
infuriating would that be if you had to rely on the Senate to make a decision every single oh, year? Right. It would it would make your life it would be uh, the yo yo effect every year. Like, am I going to have health care this year? Right, and that stuff kills you. Yeah, like that kind of no, stress literally. kills you. Yes. The doctor will make decisions based on that. He will say, "I can yeah. cover your medicine will be covered this year, but I can't guarantee that next year. So let's just try this alternative that's cheaper, but we'll pay for in the long run." Right, right, and and to your point, Ben, veterans have literally died while this legislation was getting crafted. I mean, this has taken years and years for Tester and Jerry Moran out of Kansas and activists like John Stewart to get this thing to the point yeah. where it was now, which is why, again, after the 84 to 12 vote in June, it was so frustrating that everything got so backed up because Toomey, suck it to me. Oh. That's a Richard Nixon joke. Very good. <laughs> uh, again, that's why him doing this now m- makes no sense. Why okay. are you so upset about it now? Needless to say, his amendment failed. Okay. Uh, Rand Paul also, because he is a fiscal conservative, quote unquote, mm-hmm. um, when a Democrat is president, of course, only, uh, he tried to get an amendment in there to swap foreign aid funding to fund these health benefits. So okay. he did, in, in to his credit, tried to address his concern about spending more money by taking money from elsewhere. That amendment failed real bad, 90 to 7. Want to play a little shell game there. Something like okay. that. And then uh, Marsha Blackburn tried to uh, also have an amendment, which not too bad in practice, but she was trying to say that these benefits should also be accessible through community care, a.k.a. just local doctors, because veterans have to get their care from the VA Mm -hmm. officially. So she was trying to make it even more accessible. But again, too little, too late. And Tester killed all of these amendments by basically going out there and saying, if you do this, and this is part of the sausage making, Mm -hmm. it'll go back to the House again. And then we got to deal with them again. And then the veterans continue to suffer and continue to wait. So let's just get this done. And they did. And as we've talked about on episodes past, I don't give any credit to these people any longer. I don't give the benefit of the doubt. I think Marshall Blackburn, if it would get kicked down to the local municipalities, who is going to suffer? A lot of people who don't have a lot of economic means who fought for this country. Right. And the military... For all intents and purposes, hunts for those people. Absolutely. Yes. Because they know they're the ones who perhaps need a free education. Yep. Perhaps need to get out of the community where they are for mm-hmm. safety reasons. Yes. So there's a lot of people coming back from war. As Fernando said in the last episode, half of the homeless have uh, history mm-hmm. with the military. Yes. There's a lot of people with low economic status who, if it was, if they had to rely, I think, on their local doctors mm-hmm. in those local areas. I don't know if they'd be getting very good care. Right. Well, and that's part of this bill is to expand, again, that coverage. Sure, it's still within the VA, but they're making it more accessible to rural areas. And that's where, you know, a blue dog Democrat like John Tester comes along and really hammers that home in this bill. Because this is about, again, helping veterans wherever they are. It even goes back and covers uh, Vietnam veterans who wow. were exposed Good. to Agent Orange. The Forgotten and War. It's expanded. In many ways. I mean, I know it's the, the Korean War, technically. But. Right. It's expanded the illnesses that they could have. It's expanded the countries that they served in where they could have mm. been exposed. And that is the nature of the bill. Again, bipartisan. Should have been a no-brainer. Yep. But 11 Republicans, apparently, got no brains. All right. Well, speaking of no brains, let's talk <laughs> Alex Jones. I love that segue. What do you mean? Kissel! What? You liberal maniac! I'm not. That's not a good segue at all. I have so many brains. I've got. I've been taking my brain supplement. Well, I know you've been hawking your brain supplements on the stand. Well, you know, I got to pay for these lawsuits somehow, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. Well, let's start with that. Actually, so Alex Jones, grifting again, a topic that we cover a lot on mm-hmm. this show because the grift continues in American politics like I've never seen before. And there's no greater slash maybe worse grifter than Alex Effin Jones. Woo. He takes the stand. The This trial, we're just going to play some clips from Alex uh, Alex Jones and, um, and the lawyers for the Sandy Hook family. But if you listen to some of the testimony from the Sandy Hook parents, it is devastating. Yeah. These people's lives were ruined. And it's all because this man wanted to make a buck selling tactical baths and spreading BS lies. Mm. All right. Well, let's check out some of the most interesting moments mm. of the trial of Alex Jones, specifically when his lawyers. I have never heard of this happening before in my life, and it's one of the single funniest things I've ever heard. Mm. His lawyers accidentally sent 
<laughs> the <laughs> opposite team's lawyers. Yeah. All of Alex Jones' text messages. From the last two years. Which basically proves that Alex Jones is nonstop lying. Alex Jones calls it his Perry Mason moment. Oh, boy. Well, let's play this clip. It is absolutely phenomenal. So you did get my text messages. And they said you did. Nice trick. <laughs> yes, Mr. Jones. Oh. Indeed. Indeed. You didn't give this text message to me. You don't, you don't know where this came from. Do you know where I got this? No. Mr. Jones, <laughs> did you know that 12 days ago, 12 days ago, your attorneys messed up and sent me an entire digital copy of your entire cell phone with every text message you've sent for the past two years and when informed... <laughs> did not take any steps to identify it as privileged or protected in any way. And as of two days ago, it fell free and clear into my possession. And that is how I know you lied to me when you said you didn't have text messages about saying, did you know that? I See, I told you the truth. This is your Perry Mason moment. I gave them my phone. And then, Mr. Jones, you need to answer the question. No, I, did you I, know I, this happened? No, I didn't know this happened. But I mean, I told you, I gave him the phone over. And just, you know. just and you said, question. you said, in your deposition, you searched your phone. You said you pulled down the text, did the search function for Sandy Hook. That's what you said, Mr. Jones, correct? And I had several several different phones with this number, but I did, yeah. Well, of course, I mean, that's why you got it. No, Mr. Jones, that's not why I have it. My lawyer sent it to you, but I'm hiding it. Okay. Mr. Jones? Mr. Jones, that's just answer questions. There's no question. Mr. Bankson also only asked questions. Sure. Mr. Jones, in discovery, you were asked, do you have Sandy Hook text messages on your phone? And you said no. Correct? Correct. Uh. <laughs> you said that under oath, Mr. Jones, didn't you? I mean, if I was mistaken, I was mistaken, but you, you got the messages right there. You know what perjury is, right? I just want to make sure you know before we go any further. You know what it is. Yes, I do. I mean, I'm not a tech guy. I told you I gave, in my testimony, the phone to the lawyers before or whatever, and, and so you've got my phone, but we didn't give it to you. No, Mr. Jones. One more time. Oh, boy. And please remember, if you need to assert the Fifth Amendment, you can. I need to know that you can do that. But you testified. All right. Wow. So. I have never seen anything like that happen before. That's insane. If I was his lawyer, um, I would shrink to the size of a small cashew yeah. in front of the courtroom, do the, uh, and I would turn into Urkel and literally just say, Did I do that? <laughs> Yeah, classic TV characters is the only way you can get out of this. I, I think the lawyer should pull a Homer Simpson fading away into the bush. <laughs> right, that's at actually... this moment. Because... <laughs> They screwed up so bad. So bad. <laughs> they oh. gave him all the texts from his phone. So he's already been caught in discovery. What this means is he's already been caught lying. Right. Yes. And when you're under dis in, in discovery, you're under oath. Right. And when you lie under oath, it's called perjury. It it's already is called perjury. Yeah. Okay. What's important to me is not only did they fuck up and send all the text, but they had days, I guess, to try and fix it. Twelve to, days. Yeah, to try and file some Because motions. if you declare them as privilege, yeah. that means if it helps your client, if it hurts your client, it has a, a, a certain legal justification to it, basically. But I have a feeling nothing. they were blackout drunk. <laughs> yeah, they didn't do anything. This isn't so much a Perry Mason moment as a perjury Mason moment. There it is, folks. <laughs> They were hammered. That's what happened. <laughs> Twelve days in Vegas. They had no. They were like, "Fuck this guy." His entire legal team is so unbelievably moronic. I mean, I understand they're trying to make this about the First Amendment, and again, your First Amendment rights end as soon as you cause an act of violence on me, mm -hmm. because now we're not talking about speech. And obviously, the parents of the Sandy Hook victims uh, experienced immense amount of mm -hmm. personal harm and personal damage. This is your Perry Mason moment. Even by Perry <laughs> Mason standards, they would erase this from a script because yeah, they would say no dumb. lawyer <laughs> yeah. would ever do that. Yeah. Even Matlock would never do this. <laughs> Matlock would never even think about it. It's like, oops. This is more like, is Rick Perry. This is a Rick Perry moment. Oops. Now, one of the things that Alex Jones is also lying about 
and we actually have him here live in the studio, mm. is supplements. Now, I know that Alex- I never lie about a supplement. <laughs> you do, because- I take them all. No, I, you would be dead, I think. Yeah. Well, judging by the look of you, you might take them all. I'm pretty hungover. <laughs> I know you are. Um, but what's so interesting is you chose to take the stand, and then you did manage to shoehorn in- a little bit of product <laughs> placement, which I thought was maybe a little disrespect. I mean, what do you think, Fernando? A little disrespectful to the Sandy Hook family. I think it just shows I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I guess he remembered he was under oath, so that he's like, I ain't lying about this. Right. Right. Yeah. They keep saying I'm lying and I'm committing perjury, but you know what I'm not lying about? All my great supplements. Yeah, because you say you made about 165 million bucks from promoting supplements, wow. but what do you think about them? I mean, are they good? Well, as I said on the stand, we have them made by the top lab recognized in the United States. All we do is put our label on it uh -huh. so we know it is triple tested, the highest quality, and that's why people love it. Well, triple tested? Triple tested. <laughs> that's amazing. I was triple tested. It didn't mean I was smart. I failed every one of them. <laughs> there you go, folks. It's the best out there, though. Uh -huh. There's all sorts of cheap crap you can buy in a gas station out there, but that's not what ours is. We buy ours from the Japanese! You buy yours from the Japanese? <laughs> we steal it from the Japanese! <laughs> but, I mean, I, I thought... have it illegally shipped in <laughs> without thought... the FDA's knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> Am I still under oath? You are. I should probably stop talking. My you, lawyer is really looking at me weird right now. Yeah, literally, I'm the lawyer for the Sandy Hook parents. I have told you that you can start pleading the fifth whenever you want because <laughs> you're looking so horrible here. I, that's because I had a fifth of vodka last night. So I did plead the fifth. I drank the whole fifth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Un. Believable is the best out there. There's all sorts of crap you can buy at gas stations. We get ours from the Japanese. That's a direct quote. That's everyone. a direct quote. <laughs> some of the things in there I made up, but there's some things that he really said on this. No, I mean it was pretty much all there. Unreal. Also, I thought he was going to make that shit in America. Right? Yeah. Uh, American made. We don't have American made. We don't have a bunch of salt water you can put into a pill and tell someone <laughs> that it's for, you know, gaping buttholes or something. You don't have anything like that Folks, we can make here. You want to close that gaping butthole right up? Take a load of these salt pills that I just picked up from the Japanese. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, why is all of this such a shit show? It is possible none of what Alex Jones's lawyers are, uh, what, none of what they have done is on purpose. Mm. But the one thing that could happen is a mistrial, which seems mm. to be Alex Jones's main goal oh, is that he wants right. to just muck up the works like he's mucked up America. And perhaps that is why we're seeing his lawyers ask again and again and again, the judge. Yes. For a mistrial. Let's play this clip. You didn't tell me you could really or try to live with this trial. That was just the no, we, we, we are in the It's like the 17th time or something. Um, <laughs> Judge just had it. Based on time. just the exchange between Mr. Bankston and Mr. Jones yesterday on the scene. And the, obviously Mr. Bankston has been moving around in the attorney prior to that. I mean, communications. I, I think that overstates the circumstances. First of all, you and Mr. Frankson have been here with me what feels like 24 hours a day for two weeks. So I don't know mm. how he has been doing any of that, wow. number one. And number two, it sounds like an enormous quantity of material. The only thing I've seen is one email. I mean, text, excuse me, one text. So I don't know what organization this material is in. I don't know if it's labeled or if he did a search, I don't know, and you don't know whether he's seen anything in trying to find privilege or not. So I don't think you should say that as if it were established. Wow. Um, I'm going to deny the Denied. You've been denied. It won't be a mistrial. So basically, the lawyer is again attempting to say that the opposing lawyer has too much information on us. Uh huh. It that makes he, the law that makes, he gave him. <laughs> he gave him. It makes this entire case unfair, Judge. Right. They know that my client is a lying piece of shit. It's unfair. <laughs> it's totally unfair. <laughs> it really does feel like yeah, that's their only strategy is to muck up the water so bad. Uh, even as a lawyer, even from a legal perspective, yes. give the opposite lawyer too much stuff and then do nothing uh, about it for yeah. 12 days and then be like, well, he has too much and it should be a mistrial. It's ridiculous how much <laughs> evidence this they have against judge, our clients, Judge. She's not taking any 
guff from these I kinda fellas. I kind of like this emo judge. She's like, this is, I feel like it's been two weeks, 24 hours a day right? dealing with you guys. This is the 17th time. Mm-hmm. I'm done. I've had it. We'll play one more clip when it comes to Alex Jones understanding what uh, perjury is and how he is constantly committing it. Um, it is, uh, it's an interesting case to say the least, and it doesn't look great uh, for Alex Jones at this point. And again, it never has looked great for the parents of Sandy Hook, who we can't forget are the true victims of all of this. And of course, the children who lost their lives. Mm -hmm. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. And this is the judge explaining to Alex Jones, what does hearsay mean? If you heard it on uh, InfoWars, it means that everything he said was a lie. But in a courtroom, (laughs) the rules are slightly different. So let's all learn along with Alex. What's hearsay? I don't know, but I I think this judge is going to tell me. There's a lot of things she's telling me and my lawyers right now that we can't do. (laughs) Right. Yeah, because you're acting horribly. Okay. (laughs) How did you feel about that well when i read the newspaper there was a 28 million dollar ad buy don't say what you read in the newspaper just tell me how you felt things that you have read are also hearsay okay because you didn't say them somebody else said right a writing is speech do not tell the jury anything that came from someone else that you've read or heard you have to disregard that sentence okay wow go ahead disregard this entire person it's exactly what you said ben you could see it on her face she's just so tired of these explaining how the law works to lawyers it's not like a great day for his legal team no i can't imagine this is going to boost them up on the people's social radar like the legal team for johnny depp for example (laughs) right i don't think they're going to be going to many hollywood events after this with people saying i can't believe it you're one of the top minds working in legal (laughs) in america today right but of course they're representing a grifter a huckster a liar Mm -hmm. in one of the worst possible ways in Alex Jones. Well, speaking of grifters, we're going to move on to Roger Stone. Mm. And this all ties in together with the election results of this past Tuesday, where some batshit crazy candidates ended yeah. up winning Arizona. I don't know what's going on in you. Oh, boy. But my Lord, it's going to be a bumpy road. Speaking of bumpy roads, let's talk uh, Roger Stone and Ooh. his life with Donald Trump. <laughs> and this is a conversation. It's a hot mic moment. Not because of the people that are talking on said mic are attractive. It's because the <laughs> mic was on and these morons didn't know it. Or they did know they it. Did. And they just think that conversations like this are so passe, it doesn't matter if it's being recorded. Right. This is classic Roger Stone. Of course, Roger Stone, when he combined with Alex Jones back in 2016, that's what really made <laughs> that, uh, that part of the world even more toxic, right? And they got Trump on Alex Jones. So Roger, again, a fascinating figure. He's lied his way into so many indictments. It's just one of those things where it's like, you didn't have to do that. You don't have contact with Julian Assange. Don't say it. Oh, you did. And then you lie to Congress about it. And now you're in big, big trouble. Absolutely. Similar here. This clip on the hot mic is literally documentary filmmakers following around Roger Stone. Roger knows he's mic'd right now. He knows people are recording him. And here they are talking about, and this goes back to 2019, I believe. Right. Um, this this is some interesting stuff between him and Florida Congressman 
who we've talked on this show before, mm-hmm. Matt Gates. Matt Gates. So this is the conversation picked up on a hot mic regarding Roger Stone really needing some clemency from Donald Trump. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'll go down hard though. I'll well, fight it right to the bitter end. Yeah, but he knows he's gonna lose. Down at all at the end of the day. Well, we'll see. We're three weeks from trial. Yeah. I mean, uh, I may have to appeal to the big man because I got, it's the District of Columbia. We surveyed 120 jurors. 90 of them know who I am and they hate my guts. Voluntarily. That's voluntary. 75% of jurors. Yes. I agree. I don't think the big guy can let you go. This is so fucked up. So I don't think the big guy is going to let you go down. He says he still loves Roger Stone because, let's not forget, they've known each other for a long time. The Mm -hmm. big guy being Donald Trump, both dabbled in New York politics for multiple decades. And obviously, Donald Trump appreciated Roger Stone's dirty tricks. Mm -hmm. Those tricks have paid off. When it comes to elections that we just recently saw regarding the primaries this past week. Mark Fincham, Yikes. a man that we mentioned, he Ooh. ended up winning his party's nominee for Secretary of State. In Arizona, right? This is Arizona. So why does this matter? It's because Fincham was one of those politicians who said if he loses, mm-hmm. he will not agree with the election. He won't concede. He won't concede, and he will say it was fraudulent. One of the ultimate ironies of people like Fincham and Carrie Lake winning is that they are a they are proving that our elections are fair <laughs> because yeah. they're so desperate to they have such a victim complex mm-hmm. that when they win, it almost kneecaps their entire political narrative. Yeah, because all they do is run on how elections are fraudulent, fraudulent in America and they're rigged. Yes. <laughs> but except if I win the party's nominee for secretary of state in Arizona again is now Mark Fincham. This man is an extremist, to say the least. This is according to Arizona State Rep. Reginald Bolding on why does this position matter? Why does Secretary of State matter? Well, again, this is according to Reginald. They say the fate of democracy, not only in the state of Arizona, but also in this country, really rests on the Secretary of State's office. Mm-hmm. So when Donald Trump made all of his phone calls, mm-hmm. when he called Georgia, when he called you know, all across the country looking for people to find votes, what if those people said yes? Right, exactly. And someone like this guy, Finchman, will. Yes. So it's plain... Right into the hands of Donald yes. Trump or a yes. future Trump-like politician right. that wants to mess with our with our electoral process, mm-hmm. which, yes, is flawed, certainly needs some work. Proportional representation across the board would be better, I think. Right. But this is scary. Like these are the these are the elections that no one pays attention to that matter the most. Yes. Yeah. Post 2020, we all knew these midterms were going to be huge because the Trump acolytes, the Trump loyalists. Fincham, Carrie Lake included in Arizona, but also every state across the nation is going to have these elections with people who determine the fate of elections, right? Secretary of states, they sign off on the results of every election. It goes county by county. It's a it's a different process for every single state. And what Ohio used to be, Arizona is now purple. Right. It's a swing mm-hmm. state. It's exactly. going to matter a lot right. in these elections. Same. Same in Georgia, same in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, so on and so forth. Arizona State Rep. Reginald Bolding goes on, I think the implications of a Finchman win would be terrifying for this country. Finchman is a former member of the Oath Keepers. Right. He is a supporter of QAnon. He believes that the COVID vaccine is, quote, a crime against humanity. And he referred to the white supremacist rally in Charlottesville, Virginia, as a deep state psyop. Oh, great. This man (laughs) is out of his mind. Mm -hmm. That's what Trump meant by there are many good people on both sides of Charlottesville. Because it's uh, the CIA. Cool. Oh, my God. But this is why the Dems fucked up so goddamn bad supporting mm-hmm. candidates like right. Finchman thinking that somehow we're going to destroy them. You don't know how many other people agree with this dude. Right. And now that he's getting to the general, every, you know, Dick, Jane and Sally that 
believes in Q right. is mm-hmm. going to take a Q from that stupid-ass website right. or a blog or whatever, right. message board, right. and support this guy. Right, and uh, you said it on the last show, Republicans are really good at coalescing yes. around whoever right their candidate may be. That's what happened with Trump in 2016. Yes, you had your Kasichs and your whoever, Bill Crystals, who couldn't bring themselves to vote for Trump, but at the end of the day... Most Republicans ponied up, said they weren't voting for Hillary Clinton, so they just voted for Trump blindly. And then in addition to that, the Trump factor brought out millions of people who had not voted before. Remember, all the polls were wrong because right. a lot of these people don't get polled. And that's the scary thing about a Fincham or a Kerry Lake mm-hmm. is the voters that they can pull out who were not registered, who are not on the radar yep. and things like that. They show up. And they vote because they truly believe in the message that these people are spreading. So I have a question for you. So the, the person that wrote this article is talking about Fincham right now. He's pr- probably a Democrat or he's seeing it from the Democratic side. Do you Maybe, think, I don't know. do you think the Republicans are are planning this or do you think it's just falling into place because of the way the, the slate was set? Or do you think it's like a master plan? They know that if they set it up this way, then when another possibly fraudulent election comes, they can maneuver it how they want. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of possibilities. I mean, uh, Blake Masters is a venture capitalist there in Arizona. He also won his primary to run against uh, Senator Mark Kelly, who, of course, is the husband of Gabby Giffords. Mm-hmm. He's an astronaut. Um, and, and you know, your Arizona senators are both Democrats right now. It's Kirsten Cinema, It's Mark Kelly. And so I would think, to your point, Fernando, Blake Masters, Fincham, Kerry Lake, they're running so many of these folks that – to your point also, mm-hmm. Ben, one of them could get through. Maybe not all of them. But just as long but as all one they of need absolutely. is one or two of these weirdos to break through. Absolutely. It's organized. These things don't happen on accident. And as we saw under Obama when they lost a thousand state house seats state house seats. And when I say they, I mean the Democratic Party. Right. No one cared. Everyone's like, ah, it doesn't matter. This is why it matters. This is why it's so important because the state houses is where real power happens. And to me, it's even more scary because the Democrats have to get lucky every time. Yeah. The Republicans only have to get lucky once. Right. And that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Fincham him, himself, again, the potential new secretary of state in Arizona, Yeesh. he was on the Capitol grounds during January 6th. As a matter of fact, he was so happy to be there. He hopped on a golf cart from a separate rally to go join the mob oh. that invaded the Capitol <laughs> grounds. Multiple rallies going on yeah, that day. There Gen 6? And of yes, course, in, in Ohio, we have the Congress race with J.B. Majewski, and he's running against Marcy Captor, and he was another guy who, remember, he painted uh, how loyal he was to Trump on his lawn, and Aww. Trump loved him for that. And uh, and then, of course, he was also there on January 6th. So that's another fascinating aspect, is this post-2020, we're also post-January 6th. So you got a bunch of these people running from everything from school board to Congress to governor to secretary of state who were there on January 6th and believe everything that that movement represented. Absolutely. And he could get real freaking power, which is exceptionally dangerous. Speaking of the takeover on the personal level or on the smaller levels by Trump Republicans within the Republican Party, Arizona House Speaker Rusty Bowers. Now, Rusty Bowers, it sounds like something you want to search on Pornhub and see what happens. He is a Republican Arizona House Speaker. He lost his bid for a state Senate seat after refusing to say that Donald Trump won the election in 2020. Mm -hmm. So heads are rolling. He lost to a former state senator, David Farnsworth, who criticized Bowers for refusing to help Trump go along with the 2021, quote, audit of the election. Good grief. So not only are Trump acolytes winning, we're seeing the blowback for the ones that did not help Donald Trump in 2020 overthrow the election. So this is political. Uh, That's that's almost more of a political victory for Donald Trump than even Finchman because he's ousting Mm -hmm. people. Right. Right. He's taking people who he, this guy would have just walked in there in any other year. Sure. Rusty Bowers. He's established. He's known in the state house. Mm-hmm. But no, he made one crucial mistake. He went against the Don. Right. And that's why you see folks like Adam Kinzinger, mm-hmm. you know, who obviously also, I mean, he said that he wasn't going to run anyway for reelection because he had to 
potentially face some Trump acolytes yeah, in which the primary. I that's why I don't I don't even like this guy, but okay. I also like have some balls and run and lose then. Right, exactly. Well, and then in his case in Illinois, they drew him out of his his congressional district anyway. Because <laughs> yeah, that's true. Democrats run that gerrymandering as opposed to other states where the Republicans run the gerrymandering. Either way, same shit, different day, different mm-hmm. state. But with Kinzinger, obviously he had a big target on his back, as well as Liz Cheney, for even signing on to the January 6th committee. And that's why you see someone like Kinzinger, again, who knows what he'll do after his congressional term is up, but that's right. why he's sounding the alarm for the Democrats and saying, you own this. Absolutely. Democrats have to own this because if some of these people sneak through mm-hmm. and win, they, you know, they're winning their primaries because the Democrats have pumped in $44 million. It's very possible some of them could win the general election. Absolutely. So there was a GOP representative, Peter Meyer. Now, this dude was a little bit more moderate. He was defeated in his primary election by a Trump-endorsed candidate. Wow. That Trump-backed challenger, John Gibbs, was given money from the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee. That's insane. It spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on ads <sighs> and Peter Meyer supporting Gibbs, the Trumper. Peter Meyer was a new congressman. He's a freshman congressman, like a lot of them getting sworn in in those days before January 6th. And after January 6th, he was very anti-Trump and he was, you know, again, standing with the Democrats, standing for sanity. Again, a low bar, but he did that. So the only races the Dems can win are the ones that are in the GOP primary? Apparently. (laughs) What is happening? This is the dumbest (laughs) damn thing I've ever heard. I was talking with Henry about it from last podcast and he's it makes people's eyes bleed. Mm -hmm. It makes people livid when they hear this stuff playing with our lives mm-hmm. literally playing with our democratic republic right and stop again, it in 2016 it didn't work it All went the, horribly it went horribly the clintons would have loved to have trump be the candidate hillary was running against but they didn't realize that he could actually win mm. and then of course the clinton campaign i remember also because i was adjacent to the gary johnson campaign in 2016 gare bear sweet sweet gare bear we all love gare bear He's hiking mountains in the sky somewhere. Oh, he's not dead. Well, he's always, but he's super high right yeah, now. That's oh, my right, point. Yeah. Yes, he's so high he forgets what Aleppo is. My God. <laughs> but food. the Clinton campaign had $55 million spending against Gary Johnson because they were afraid he'd steal votes from Hillary when statistically Gary was only stealing votes from Trump. Oh, my, oh my God. God. The Libertarian is never taking a vote from a Democrat. Right. It's not, like, <laughs> it's just not it's a thing. Between Gary Johnson or, or Hillary Clinton, it does not happen that way. Right. Exactly. So everyone knows the Libertarian Party has been the bane of the existence for the Republican Party because uh, they always think that anytime a Republican loses, must be them libertarians. Yeah, that's they why. Support us. That's why John Kasich and the Republicans in Ohio kicked the libertarians off the ballot, mm. took their away the ballot access because they didn't want them stealing votes from John Kasich. So congratulations, Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, the DCCC. Yikes! Too many C's. You just got John Gibbs potentially elected mm. in a position of power where everything he says positive about Trump, he can actually. Put into action. Oh, good job, guys, <laughs> you freaking morons. Yeesh. My lord. This is what Nancy Pelosi had to say. The, the, the political decisions that are made out there <laughs> are made good. in furtherance of our winning very, the election. That's a good Nancy Pelosi. Isn't that good? No, it is good. It's because we think we can contrast between Democrats and Republicans as they are now is so drastic <laughs> that we have to win. Wow. Is that Nancy Pelosi or Nancy Puffiny? I just don't know. Sounds like Puffin. <laughs> no, I thought it was a Pelosi. It's horrible, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. She's horrible. My opinion of her is horrible. My impression of her is worse. <laughs> but literally, the political decisions that are made out there are made in furtherance of our winning the election. Because we think the contrast between Democrats and Republicans, as they are now, oh is so drastic mm. that we have to win. Mm. Mm. Well, I know you don't. <laughs> yeah, right. No, you. What is the? I, forget, I mean, you have to, but it you do mean have you're to be, gonna. No, right. But now you definitely have. Oh, now to. you have to. Also, get John Gibbs. <sighs> wow. Yep. Uh, According to Meyer, again, the man who was beat by this psychopath, he says the Democrats disregarded, quote, certain moral limits. He says in an essay that he posted online this past Monday, if successful, Republican voters will be blamed if any of these candidates are ultimately elected. But there is no doubt Democrats fingerprints will be on the weapon. Wow. Uh, Not good. Good. 
effing Lord. All right. Well, speaking of not good, going back to Arizona, Carrie Lake. Ah. It looks as if she will have the GOP nomination for governor. She's up by thousands of votes right now. Still slightly too close to call. But my God, it looks like she will beat Karen Taylor Robson. Again, Robson, speaking of the Democrats, gave to Democrats over the years. Democrats ran attack ads on Karen Taylor Robson in the form of thanking her for giving them money, knowing that that was going to hurt her against Carrie Lake in a GOP primary. So they got their wish. Mm. And now what? Now what? Democratic Party, you're the dog that caught the car. <sighs> what do you do now? Yeah. I don't know. What are if this is going to I can already speaking of cars, I can see it backfiring right in their face. Right. <laughs> They're left licking their wounds, covered in soot in the middle of the street as everyone drives by and laughs at how dumb they are. <laughs> yeah. It, it is unbelievable. Obviously Arizona is is taken most of these races but again this is happening all over the country and, and it's important that it's arizona again as we said because it's a purple state it's now. a very purple state and obviously people enjoy making fun of the old political establishment mm. in the john mccain's of the world sure. r.i.p megan mccain having a meltdown i believe was trending on twitter yesterday <sighs> megan mccain meltdown mm. because people like her within the demo within the republican party People who might support someone like a John McCain, mm -hmm. I don't feel bad for them because fuck them. <laughs> but it is funny. They don't have a party anymore. Right. 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 And you think they're going to vote Democrat? No. no. I no. mean, yeah. Cindy McCain, obviously, I think had her hands on some of the, the Arizona races because Trump was so toxic towards her deceased husband by that point. But it doesn't mean that they have the numbers in Arizona. No. For the Democrats to win. Also, the Democrats that are being produced out of there, like Kirsten Cinema, aren't exactly like great for the brand. No, right. it's not. It's not uh, not working out too well there. No, she's no John Tester. No. So this is according to Carrie Lake. This is what she had to say. She says, "There's no path to victory for my opponent, and we won the race." Period. Now, again, the irony is she has to roll back all of her conversations. <laughs> About how all elections are rigged. <laughs> she says, but there are tons of problems with our system. The candidate warned. She says, we're going to win. This is when the votes are counted. We are not going to take our election system being messed with or messed up in any way. So she's still like... Before, by the way, when the results were initially coming in and Carrie Lake was losing a little bit, she was getting so ready. Mm. She was like, oh, we're already starting to see a fraud. fraud. They literally were like calling it. They were just making it up on, on hand, on spot. But then the election turned around and she had to admit that the election was free and fair. Mm. Simply because she won. Right. Free and fair and funded by Democrats as well. <laughs> wow. <laughs> It's unbelievable. So be very, very careful. And if you are in those states, these people are not to be freaking messed with. Uh, there was another Trump acolyte that was able to win, Dixon. She won the GOP governor race, and now she is going to face Gret Gretchen Whitmer. This now, is in Michigan. This is in Michigan. So uh, her name is uh, Tudor Dixon. <laughs> oh my god you can't do that can't do that on tv oh boy <laughs> she was a businesswoman and conservative commentator she won the republican primary for michigan governor on tuesday she is hmm. now going to go against again democrat gretchen whitmer now gretchen whitmer has eyes on a bigger prize there is some conversation she might announce uh her she might throw her um hat in the ring when it comes to running for president hmm. but i don't know if that would be a good idea and i'm not sure how well she would do to be honest with you because it wasn't exactly like awesome all the footage coming out and uh, just mm -hmm. all I remember is a bunch of people with guns pointed pointed <laughs> at all of the uh, members of the House in mm -hmm. Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, there was the kidnapping attempt, which, mm. you know, didn't really come close to happening, but it was something. It was something they discussed with undercover FBI agents very well. Yes, it's, uh, That's always how it goes. You ever it's, seen the movie Boston Pride, Celtic Pride, something like that? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> or Risky Business. No, not Risky Business. Ooh, there's that fun one with Bette Midler. 
Something business. Mm, I should know this. Bette Midler's supposed to be my icon. She's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. mm. They wore the funny masks. They kidnapped a guy. Uh huh. Oh, you got a girl. You got a. You got to Google this. <laughs> Something. A star is born. <laughs> oh my no, god! A star not, is definitely born. not that one. Bette Midler Bettler was never. She was never in that one. Oh, um, it is. Said, it sorry. is fascinating though, because we do talk about these kind of high-profile Senate races where your Donald Trump handpicked celebrities, right? Your J.D. Vance's, who's an author, has no business in the Senate. Your Dr. Oz's, is a TV doctor, has no business in the Senate. But you have these. A B class, these C class too. Your Carrie Lakes, who was a former broadcaster, mm -hmm. and then this Dixon woman, who's a conservative commentator. It's fascinating that Trump is mainly going with media figures, and sometimes yeah. their first big run. Um, but again, if you're familiar with public service in any shape or form whatsoever, this should be terrifying to you because they have no business being public servants. Unless it's me. Also, we the, the name of the movie? Ruthless People. Aptly named Ruthless People, if you Whoa. haven't checked it out. Danny DeVito at his best. Oh, Judge Reinhold at his best. It's a fantastic <laughs> film, Ruthless People. So Dixon, again, the woman that will now be going against Whitmer for the gubernatorial election in Michigan, she has called Whitmer, quote, the queen of lockdowns, which I think is going to be oh a um, a talking point, without right. a doubt, and certainly a divisive conversation, especially for the folks of Michigan. Dixon said, frankly, Michigan, we deserve better. Now we have the opportunity to truly hold Gretchen Whitmer accountable for the pain she has inflicted on each and every one of us during the past four years. If I'm a betting man and I love to gamble. Yeah. I don't think this is a walk in the park for Whitmer whatsoever. I think the mm. lockdowns might politically hurt her in a state like Michigan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Michigan, again, also a purple state. You know, A lot of the reason Whitmer won in the first place is because of the previous governor. The Republican governor was in such trouble over the Flint water crisis. Uh, he was acquitted in terms of legal responsibility, but it obviously gave the Democrats a real surge right. in Michigan. So Tudor Dixon, she'll be running on lockdowns. And Whitmer will be running on the fact that Tudor Dixon, again, is thrilled with the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Right. Dixon opposes all abortion except to save the mother's life and says that Michigan should eliminate the requirement for permits to carry concealed weapons. Now, politically, what does that look like? Again, Michigan and Wisconsin, to some degree, I they're shaky to me. I don't fully know what to expect from them right. anymore. Right, because they're swing states. Because they're swing, but I mean, it used to be the blue wall. Right. It literally used to be the most reliable place for the Democrats. They'd be like, that's why Hillary decided not mm. to campaign there. Right. And all you have <laughs> right. to do, I'm from the Midwest, just, just gonna, show just up. Just show up, please. Just, and then we'll say, like, I saw John Kerry speak. He put on a brewer's hat. Yeah. He's not, he's a Red Sox fan. Right? Yeah. But everyone was like, he's there. Yes. You saw him. Right. And that's all it takes. Yeah. That's People all it takes. People just want to be seen. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. And this is a good uh, opportunity to bring up another big thunderclap, as it was called, a result from Tuesday's primaries. And that is uh, in Kansas, 
where you saw an anti-abortion provision on the state ballot, yes. and that failed big time. Yeah, uh, and it proved that when people are motivated and they are excited to stand up for women's rights, they will show up. The voter turnout was forty-four percent mm. in Kansas, and they beat back this anti-abortion provision that was on the ballot by over twenty points. Wow. So you got to think, folks like Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan, um, certainly Ohio, all these swing states, they're counting on those people showing up. So. So it's a double-edged sword with the Democrats and the strategy right now. Yes, they're putting money behind crazy Republicans, mm -hmm. crazy Trumpers who are going too far, and they're hoping to swing moderates and independents to the Democrat candidates with that scenario. But they're also counting on independents, moderates, and Democrats and women to show up and vote to protect Roe v. Wade women's rights. Absolutely. And what's so fascinating is when it comes to election deniers, the one position, as we talked about with Fincham, when the people that have that as their main crux, yes. where they say, this is what's motivating me the most, the election was stolen. That was it. Secretary of State is the positions that they're running for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Christina Caromo out of Michigan won. Uh, she pushed the 2020 uh, election conspiracy theory and conspiracy theory that it was actually Antifa. Oh, wow. <laughs> that attacked the Capitol on January 6th. So organized. She was endorsed by <laughs> Donald Trump. She very well might be Michigan's next Secretary of State. Diego Morales, he called the 2020 election a scam. In Indiana, he has now won the primary. So, I mean, these people, Wes Allen out of Alabama, he voiced, uh, he voiced legal support for overturning the 2020 election. He won Secretary of State or the potential to become Secretary of State. It goes on. I mean, Audrey Tru Trulio out of New Mexico. So these are the positions when you ask, mm -hmm. is it on purpose? Yeah. Yeah. So right. if you're an when election like denier, this, yes. they say, oh, go be Secretary of State. That's what we're going to need from you. Yes, exactly. And then if you're, you know, someone who doesn't like lockdowns, like Tudor Dixon, run for governor. That right. might be a winning cause. So right. all of the individual issues, that's where you would put them. Right, pertaining to the office that they're running for. Absolutely. And it's all in swing states. And Arizona, then, Michigan, mm -hmm. New Mexico. Mm -hmm. These are purple states that could go one way or the other in the general election. And that's why if you have Republicans running these elections, it's even more terrifying going forward. It really is. It really freaking is. You got Bowers there. No, not going to be a state senator. Not not now, because, again, he went against Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. He wasn't conservative enough, whatever that means. All <laughs> right. One of the areas, and this is just lastly, that the Democrats just stop funding Republicans, number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, start funding Democrats because mm. you're the Democratic Party. I have a question about that real quick. <laughs> mm. Okay, when when they're funding a uh, a Republican, do you think they're funding him? What we're focusing on is whether well, they want to go up against someone they see as a weaker right. opponent. Yeah. But in reality, is it possible that they see their argument or their stance as weak and it's not strong enough to just defend to sit on that platform? And so they have yeah, because to, they have no self esteem, right? That's yeah. yeah. That's the Democratic Party in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. They never have enough confidence in their own ideas, even in a year again, like we saw in Kansas, where women and independents and moderates will show up, even in a red state like Kansas, and vote in favor of women's rights. Mm -hmm. That should be your issue. That should be where you're putting your money. In jobs, but they're, they're so not confident in that that they're like, well, let's promote these crazy people. And it's also because they've cut off their own legs when it comes to being seen as people who stand up to big banks, stand mm. up to big corporations, and who stand up for the American people. Right. So that's the main problem. Jobs, jobs, jobs. They've kneecapped what the Democratic Party used to stand for. Right. The middle class, which is why John Tester brings that back a little bit. Yeah. You know, the Angus Kings of the world. Those guys focus at Bernie. Mm -hmm. They And Tester right. and Bernie are very no. different politically on many things. Yeah. But the thing that they agree on is we need a middle class. And if you are super wealthy, you want a middle class too. Otherwise, the fucking purge is going to happen in real life. <laughs> right. The middle class is the, is the beef that keeps right. everything together. The medium, the meat between these two extremes. Absolutely. So, according to Bank of America executive... This is what he stated. He says, quote, we hope working Americans will lose leverage in the labor market. Oh, my God. Oh, he didn't say that in a leaked memo, did he? Yeah, he did. Oh, okay. The memo, it was, quote, a mid-year review. It's from June 17th. It was written by Ethan Harris. He's the head of global economics research for Bank of America. 
This is what he says. By the end of next year, we hope the ratio of job openings to unemployed is down to the more normal highs of the last business cycle. You mean the pandemic business so cycle? So he just, um, he means, yeah. too many people are getting hired for too little money. I also read a really interesting article. It was focusing on women, talking about how they're too broke to work, oh. and men as well, because they can't afford a daycare. Right. They can't afford- Yeah, it's a big yeah. problem. So- even to work requires a certain status. Yeah. You have to have money you have to, to be work. dressed nice. You mm-hmm. have to make sure that you get there. You gotta on have time. a car. Yeah. And you gotta pay for gas to get to work. No, that was a problem the Democrats try to address again in, in one of their their big budget bills, and the Progressive Caucus was really fighting for this, but that was uh childcare, right? Because you see single mothers, and by the way, under Republican policies with forced births, there's gonna be more. <laughs> single mothers yes. going forward and you need to make it uh, work accessible for them by having a place for them to keep their kids in a safe place where their mm-hmm. kids are going to be okay while the mothers are at work and that is a realistic scenario again the progressive caucus tried to handle it in one of those big budget bills uh, from last year and it didn't work so we're finding ourselves in this scenario right. again and again but they can't I guess the Dems can't run on that because they're getting money from these people too Exactly. Uh, and Nancy Pelosi, of course, right. is of course. keeping her stocks updated per who's giving money to who. It seems like the rage is on the right and it should be on the left. Yeah. Ain't you right? Ain't you <laughs> right? It's yeah. crazy. Buddy, yeah. you, and, you know, are right about that. We played Roger Stone and he is correct. He is uh, in politics. Sadly, a motivator that sometimes, oftentimes, outshines love. That's right. And it ruins juries when 75% of the jurors (laughs) you talk to know who you are and they hate your guts. I mean, disapproval polls. We talk about it all the time. That's a way better measure of than approval polls. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So this is what this guy had to do. Again, the memo expresses distress about a record tight labor market, stating, quote, wage pressures are going to be hard to reverse. Mm. Well, there may have been some one-off increases in some pockets of the labor market. The upward pressure extends to virtually every industry, income and skill level. Basically, they don't want to pay people. And they're (laughs) upset that people are even thinking about making a living wage. That's going to really hurt the banking business. Yeah. How dare they? It's unbelievable. It's like the Applebee's CEO when he also had a leaked memo. It's a lot of leaked memos out there. If you're a CEO, maybe just no more memos and stop all the leaks. But Applebee's also was looking Uh, forward to employees struggling and needing to work more for less wages because they need the money. It's their only choice. Absolutely. So the memo is basically focusing on the Federal Reserve raising interest rates. Oh, yay. (laughs) Slowing the economy and (laughs) bludgeoning workers back into line they couldn't even unionize with amazon which i was really pushing for um it's just disheartening and again if we're looking at the primary that we just had and we look at where the energy is i just can't they were the democratic party was given like this big ball and then everyone's like let's play ball Mm -hmm. and then they're like we stabbed the ball. <laughs> we, fi- we went to go finance this other ball. Oh. Yeah, we didn't fill our ball up with air. We financed this other ball because we think it's an uglier ball than ours. Okay. But like our ball doesn't have any air in it, though. All right. Oh. Hell of a strategy there. God. <laughs> it's crazy. I, I, I anyway. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to go watch a concert in San Antonio this weekend. Oh, well, that sounds fun. I'm gonna go listen to Scott H. Byram. I got to forget all of this stuff. Also, when it comes to Alabama, the Hyundai child labor allegations. Right, right, right. It's just part of a much larger problem. Really? Well, that's good. Uh, I'm so surprised. Wow. It's unbelievable. (laughs) Uh, Again, Reuters reported last month that children as young as 12, and I believe 11, were working at the Smart Alabama plant in Laverne. Because the nice thing is, when you're that young, you don't have a kid yet. Your hands are small. They fit Your the hands are small and you don't have a <laughs> child yet. And then if you are the parents of these kids, you got yourself a little workforce there. It is so horrible. Anyway, apparently um, this is happening in more factories, Ugh. specifically when it comes to Smart and Hyundai. Oh, wow. And so this investigation is just beginning. Uh, in 2021, US, UNICEF reported they estimated about 160 million children around the world were employed in some type of job like this. And um, it just should not be happening in America. And it's horrible. And um, 
We gotta we gotta we gotta protect our kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just another reason to get involved, vote, donate, volunteer, run for office yourself. I mean, good be, grief. Yeah, be if, uh, be strategic about it. Yeah, be strategic, just like the Democrats. Make sure you fund your craziest opponent and then run in a completely different <laughs> primary, and maybe you've uh, wasted your money. <laughs> oh Gee, it's also just when people hear, like, oh, $44 million you spent on the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. It just mm-hmm. makes people feel bad. Oh my yeah, God. I don't know how your donors feel. But they're just like, what'd you do with that $44 million I yeah, gave you? Yeah, what was that? Alex Jones's lawyers and the Democrats have both seen that meme where it's like, if you do it wrong, they won't ask you to do it again. Oh, wow. <laughs> Bringing it all full circle. How dare you equate my lawyers with the Democrats? Whoa. I'll never be a Democrat. I'll never be associated with a Democrat. I'm taking my anti-Democrat supplements. Oh, you are? What yes. does that mean? Uh, well, I take it and then uh, I don't have a gaping butthole. <laughs> Get these things. I get them from Japan, folks. Fantastic. I wouldn't be surprised if the Democrats are financing your entire show at this point. (laughs) Well, you know what? I believe it, too. I love the DCCCC, and I love more C's for vitamin C supplements that you can get at my store, 1776. Yes, indeed. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. That's the news of the week. <laughs> Woo! As we see it, we'll be back again next week. Thank you all so much for your support. And um, anything else, boys? Oh, no. It was a meaty one, boys. It's a meaty one. Yeah, it's a meaty one. Keep up the good fight. There's still more of us than there are of them. Absolutely. Yeah, this is just really the, it really just hit my head with the Secretary of State stuff. Yes. That is so Oh, that is so strategic. Uh-huh. They're crazy, but the thing about people who are crazy is they don't sleep. That's correct. They plot. <laughs> no, stop. Only plot. That's all I do. I can't even <sighs> think about the weather today because all of them elections got stolen. <laughs> Not yours, bitch. Um, all right. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at discounttire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.